Welcome to another episode of Spirit Talks with Natalie Brown. Spirit Talks is all about conscious conversations to awaken and enlighten. It was born from a desire to bring together a conscious community and create opportunities for deeper connection and real conversations. This platform is for inspiring heart leaders, guardians of the earth, and conscious entrepreneurs sharing the spirit of all things, their divine wisdom, revolutionary ideas, inventions, modalities, and channelings to bridge the gap between our world and the spiritual world in order to shift the consciousness of humanity. Welcome, guys. Thank you for being here. Craig Akerson, Dan Abdel-Noor, um, Alan Dalit, and um, Richard Hackney. Our topic today is what it means to ignite the adventurous and bold man. And this is an awesome topic. This week is all about celebrating men and men's health. And I am really championing the men that are doing the work that they're doing in the space of empowerment or the empowerment space and the men's well-being space, um, the emotional intelligence space for men. So I thought it's a great idea to get these men on today and share these stories and their experiences and the work that they are doing here to help our men. Because I have two teenage boys and it's about really helping them navigate the struggles, all the things that they're going through and really creating a foundation for our young people, as well as the men, you know, um, that are around at the moment that are awakening, that is stepping into a, a deeper awareness of who they are. And so, yeah, thank you so much for being here, guys. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so... Craig, you're at the top of my screen. I'm going to start with you. Please tell us where you're from and why is this topic so important to you and a little bit about what you do as well. I'm currently located probably about 30 minutes south side of Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. And um, why this is important to me is uh, I've had a life where pretty much had to, had to do things myself as well. So what I wanted to share in general, uh, when we get into the topics of the conversation, is um, how you know, individuals can find their own way um, within the you know, realms of what's safe within themselves and taking those small little steps to um, step up into a greater level of frequency or um what we call spiritual enlightenment we we don't need to use the terms or the labels it can be as simple as um doing one thing a little bit better today than we did yesterday mm, so important just one step at a time hey thank you for sharing that and dan please tell us where you're from and why is this topic so important what do you do a little bit about what you do Sure. So I'm uh, half an hour west of Auckland, on the west coast of uh, there by the beach. Um, so my last uh, decade plus has been very much working with dogs and training owners with their dogs, which may seem very different from this, but it's actually working with people and coming alongside them and understanding what's really going on there. The method of dog training I used or still do use is very much about aligning and understanding the heart of your dog rather than just command based. I want my dog to do this. So 
Um, for the last decade plus, I'd say I've I've been more than a decade. I've I've been with my partner for 25 years. So the roller coaster ride of my wife and I working through and um, came to a crunch about probably four years ago now. And I went away to do my inner work and came back a different man and just really want to share. Just I wish I'd figured it out 20 years previously about mm -hmm. I, I guess the big thing for me and what I'm sharing in, my, in the men's work that I do, whether it's in men's circles or one on one stuff or or in workshops and retreats is really I always thought I, who I was and the being and the personality and the character and my abilities, I thought it was quite fixed. I didn't realize how much I could become. And that even today I can dance around this board of being, being different personalities and archetypes and parts of me. I've got there's so much more breadth to me than if you go back even five years, I was a very narrow slice of my, the pie. Whereas now I'm, becoming more and more and it's still a journey for me so mm. oh I love that so much Dan yeah it, and it is about that ever by honoring all of those parts of you right all those creative parts of you and the fluidity and and um you know sinking deeper into the joys of life really through that expression of all of the different parts of you which is so important thank you for sharing that Right, Alan, tell us where you're from and why is this topic so important to you and a little bit about the work that you do, please. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Alan. I'm here on the Gold Coast, Queensland. And the reason why this work, well, the work that I do specifically, uh, I have a unisex audience. So I work with men and women. And I really help them to clarify why they're here and what they're specifically here to do. And that's so much to do with their purpose, their, their catalyst for change. That usually starts in their career. Uh, or sometimes that can start with them feeling lost after exiting a relationship or whatever their catalyst is. That's usually where I meet them. And then we collectively grow each area of their life from their uh, NLP background. So neuro-linguistic programming and really helping them tap into their emotional body as well. So yeah, and the reason why I'm so just so passionate about this work is because a, I do this work myself, so being in integrity and congruence with the work that I do, I think is a huge, important piece. And then also, it's ultimately preparing myself and, say, the, the male audience that I work with for the altar, like for their, for their divine relationship. And that, that must start with them, like know thyself. And so, yeah, it's just such an honour to, to be able to witness people in their rawest truth and in their deeper sense of vulnerability and truly just to, just to meet someone there and, and know that they feel absolutely safe, that they're trusting at the deepest level, that I'm guiding them in that. It's so delicate, so sacred. And yeah, it's, I, I know the power in it just through my own processes, but to then guide somebody else through that same process as well is it's an absolute honor. So yeah. Wonderful. And I love that you're saying that you are doing the work because you're doing the work or you are able to hold space for that transformation to happen and the unfolding of that to happen, which is so important. Um, and this is often, we're going to go into that today, you know, in the spaces where men are feeling vulnerable and, and women are feeling vulnerable in any kind of space, community space, you know, how do we hold space for those people? Um, and how do we allow them to feel safe in an environment where 
you know, perhaps those people that are guiding us are not necessarily or haven't done the inner work just yet. So I will talk about that as well at some point. Thank you for sharing that. Richard, please do share where you're from and why this topic is so important to you and a little bit about what you do, please. Hey there, everyone. Hey, team. Yeah, so Rich here. I'm currently just having a little sneak out of work with my with my little doggy here. Um, yeah, so doggy devil would like to see me with my dog looking after him. Um, and me being here, like, in my work time just, just really shows what a man has to do. We're working all the time. You know, we're full on. We're trying to look after ourselves, our children, our own health, their health. I've got um, a beautiful family of, um, of five girls um, currently from, I was from UK and I left 17 years ago just on my own personal journey of, I just had a calling just to leave at the age of 26. So my passion really about men's work is based around me having the courage to leave my home country by myself and create a whole new life. And every step I take is my decision from here on. There's no pressure of peers, parents, family, you know, um, friends. So I've literally lived the past, I feel like I've lived my life for the past 17 years whether it be a mistake or good things I've created and that my challenges have all been, you know, overcome by myself and also created by myself. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so two of my own children, three from my current partner. So we've got five beautiful girls and we've got one on the way at Christmas. Ooh, congratulations. I, I just <laughs> love adding the challenges, you know, and I'm 46 now. So, is just like no excuse. I feel that another baby is just going to give me even more purpose to do what I enjoy doing, you know? So it's not like an admin. It, for me, it's like, right, let's really, let's really show these men at 46, we can still be fit and healthy mentally, physically, emotionally. You know, um, I, I came from a very good childhood, but that doesn't mean I had a very good teenage, you know, that very good, a very happy childhood. And then unfortunately, by the age of 21, I was, um, yeah, I was in a in an incident where it was a, a, a violent offence and I actually got imprisoned for a, a two and a half year sentence at the age of 19. And yeah, this is a huge turning point for me. Actually, it was an absolute blessing. Now I look at it the way I've transformed it. It's a complete blessing. But yeah, at the age of 19, I, I actually tried to defend a girl and it turned out that I overreacted apparently and um yeah so that was that was me in prison 19 I'd, I'd been working all you know from the day I left school I was a good kid you know but wrong time wrong place but right time actually I look back you know my life's transformed from then I realized that the friends that you you know as teenagers your life revolves around your friends and I just realized wow I only have one friend and it was my partner who used to message me and my parents so massive turning point for me and then I came out and I turned my violence into profession I became a professional boxer professional kickboxer and then I got to the point where I was so confident in my own being that I left the country so you know the farmer's story you know some things are good they're bad but it's how you look at it mm. wow that's quite a journey Richard it's quite a journey and we all have a journey right and mm -hmm. I love that there are these catalysts for change in our life, right? Like what Alan said as well, the catalyst for change. And Richard, you that was certainly a catalyst for change for you. Dan, you talked about, you know, four years ago, 
um, having to go on your own journey and being able to then come back with your wife in divine sacred union and being able to do the work that you're doing here now. And I feel like men are so, especially looking at my, my younger boys and my husband as well, men do not want to feel, right? You've been conditioned to not feel and to not allow yourself to express yourself. So what can you say to men that's out there that's really um, stuck in the old ways, you know, of what men should be like? What can you give them or wisdom can you give them around that from your own experiences as such? Are we just firing ahead? Yeah, go for it. Whatever comes up for you. Yeah, I mean, like for me, guys, I'll, I'll just speak first. You are completely responsible. Mm -hmm. like you are completely responsible for your state for you know you, you might have had past problems and issues and challenges and could be traumatic but you are completely responsible and you know and from your state changes from simple showers in the morning cold showers to and this is what I I, I live this you know I live a 20 minute practice every day I do it every day no matter what my mother just died a few months ago I had no energy I had COVID whilst I was in UK I had to rush to UK, see my mother, hold her hand while she died. I got COVID. I had nothing. But all I could do, you know, was, was just do my cold showers. I couldn't even do a workout. But I thought, if I've got my one discipline and my breath work, then I'm responsible for how I cope with this grieving. And I'm still in it now, but I still continue with my process and my, my practices. And I, yeah, I'm fully responsible. That's what I try and say to guys. You're fully responsible to go and find the practitioners like the guys we've got online here. Um, get up I'm sorry I'm, I'm a bit I'm a tough love guy you know I've been there and done it so for me for me it's like get responsible and yeah go, go and find go and find your help mm. anyone else want to share more about that yeah I'd love to touch on ownership uh touching on what Richard just shared like taking radical responsibility but then being ready and open to absolutely own all parts of the journey and realize that they're a part of, of, of why, why they're here on this planet. And that might seem a little bit vague or a bit crazy to think about if the individual's in that position right now. However, it's perfectly, it's perfectly there for a reason. It's there to show something about them that they get to love on. So yeah, I just wanted to add that. What if they don't know what that ownership really means? You know, what if they're deep in rejection and fear and self-sabotage and, patterning and they don't know what to do like you know what what can we give these men that are feeling like there's no way out um where do they start i might jump in because i was i was going to tie into something which um on the last question uh, which ties into this as well and that's for me such a huge part is is that as men we are all different and we're all okay in terms of there's not one way of being as a man and i think it's such a refreshing thing i feel when you're able to say to a man you may be more like this we could say more feminine or more masculine because we all have this blend in us and i happen to have been born in many ways very i may look very masculine and big i'm you know i'm nearly two meters tall and 100 plus kilos but I have a very feminine, soft, gentle side to me, which is why I love working with the animals. And, and, and for me, a big part of this men's work is being told it's okay to own all of that part of you. 
you yeah. might love dancing and baking and cooking and uh you know playing with you know training dogs and and all this gentle stuff you might not be into the boxing side of things and the fight and it's okay and, mm. and for me the truth of life is to find out who you really are what you really love and i'm laughing because i love cooking and baking and training the dogs and i also love putting the gloves on and smacking the punch bag so i have this <laughs> mm. and, I and just... there's nothing wrong with that right no. because it is honoring the divine feminine flow and the divine masculine flow that's through you and it's when you are denying that energy that you yeah. then step into victimhood into that space where you are feeling like there's no answers right because or, or, yeah so or, or the shadow that you yes. hide the fact that you want to smack a punch bag really hard and pump heavy weights and and when mm. we put that underground we pretend it's yeah. not there because we want to be seen as a nice young man or boy or man or we think mm. it's wrong to put that aggression out but uh found out the other day my wife loves it when what i do is i go i, I start making the dinner and i'm sometimes got a busy schedule so i i do i start i put the pan of, of rice on to cook and i run out to the garage i jump up on the pull-up bar and i do 10 pull-ups it's just such a heavy <laughs> weight i run back in and start chopping the carrots the <laughs> i run and do 10 more pull and Chop them really she, fast. <laughs> and I guess that ties in with that whole, that's me. I love cooking and caring for the family. And, and I also mm. love doing my weights. So, and yeah, I, didn't, I had good. no idea that my wife loves that. She loves seeing that fluidity. In this, so. <laughs> Spice things up a little bit, right? Mm. But it is, it is about, you know, um, self-regulating. You know, and if you can juggle different balls and things like that, you know, it's your choice. I feel that we've been pushed into, especially I'm a South African as well. I've been brought up in South Africa and certainly being in that space, um, it's get on with it, right? Get on with it. Um, don't cry, you know, suck it up um, and all of that. And even in, you know, in the space, my, my father was in the army and we grew up in that kind of military style, make your bed with corners tucked in and all of that kind of stuff, right? And I see, I saw how my sensitive, very sensitive, very um, tuned in brother struggled with that. He, he was pushing at the edges, literally losing his shit, which I will call it what it is, because he wasn't allowed to express himself in the way that he really was meant to be at that time. And he went on a journey of finding himself, you know, and this is the journey that we have to go on each of us of finding ourselves and celebrating who we are becoming. Mm. Yeah. Craig, that's do you have anything like, to say? Yeah. <laughs> that's like divine timing for me to chime in with. Uh, I'll just, first of all, I want to echo everything that everyone else has said. Um, perfect words. Uh, and from the military perspective, we had this saying, um, uh, have a teaspoon of uh, cement and harden the F up. <laughs> so yeah. this, is, this is where I wanna come into the perspective of you know, the, the conditioning that we've been brought about to believe. Um, it's something that needs to be undone from the male perspective, because a few decades back, women had their uh, liberation because we had uh, 
a system that was split more or less perfectly back in the time, divine masculine, divine feminine. And if you were masculine, you were trained to be divine masculine. If you're feminine, you were trained to be divine feminine. Now we've got um, the feminine people that can be balanced and divine masculine feminine, but they still all, society still put this perception on males to be divine masculine males. And this is the evolution that I see that's, that's coming through. If our females are, are balanced within their masculinity and femininity, then um, it's the next evolution for us to go through. And the only big question mark is how do we all go through it? Um, we're all searching initially uh, from the perspective that we're looking at others from a, um, we're looking from the inside out to see what we can bring in. I'd like to shift that narrative as much as possible because what I um, found within my own life is the best and quickest way forward is to look within yourself to see where your strengths lie, uh, to see where your vulnerabilities are and, and to move forward from the position of uh, looking at yourself from the outside perspective inside. Mm, yeah. And I think that's important, you know, to create spaces and experiences like a lot of you guys are to have, um, you know, circles and breathwork experiences and, um, you know, wild man, if you want to call it that experiences where you go out into the wild and you you get to express yourself, you get to let go of all of that pent up frustration and anger and fear and whatever it is, right, that you're holding on to. And I definitely am within the women's space, you know, I run women's rewilding retreats because it is an outlet for men to be able to just be themselves and let go in a safe space where they can come back to themselves. And often, and I feel that there's a lot more of these, these uh, spaces and these communities and, and experiences coming back for men to be involved in, where before there wasn't anything like that. Men just had to get on with it. And then um, we also had a lot of societal and family influences that kind of boxed you in and created or made you be someone that you're not. So I, I applaud and I celebrate the spaces that you create for men to be able to transform and expand on the external so that there is more space for the internal. And then there's that rebalancing of the divine masculine and feminine energies, because when there's space, we can bring more in of what's ready to come through us in, in a much more powerful way. Mm. So anyone want to speak into that? <laughs> Gobsmacked. Okay. <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, I want to talk about self-regulation, right? Because there is this word, word self-regulation that's going around. And I want to really understand what that means to you guys, you know, to self-regulate. You know, it, it can probably expand a, a quite wide in terms of what it is, but I think that 
Resilience can be created through self-awareness, first of all, and through deeper connection with self. So how can self-regulation help men to come more into that space of deeper awareness and self-connection? I just, um, I see self-regulation as, as the morning medicine. You know, it's like, it's to self-regulate, so self-regulate your nervous system, um, your respiratory system, your blood flow, your, your biology, everything about yourself, you know, your physiology, your biochemistry, your whole body. Like, it's just the big key that was missed out at school. Like, we don't even know how to understand. Let, let's work out, let's, let's try and see how our motor works or, you know, and the, this is our motor, this is it. So I, I, I just always bring it back because I've been in the personal development lab for over two decades. I've been in the spiritual development and the spiritual scene for a decade, all right? So there's like two split decades there. Uh, and what, what, I, what I've witnessed is people come in for help and healing and they get their one hit wonder but there's no self-regulation at the end of it they don't know how to the glue is you know the glue between the highs and the lows and the self-regulating in the middle and so yeah i just feel that it's kind of missed out in the spiritual uh, community at the moment i don't see any any foundation for helping them with people with their everyday life with their everyday practices and helping them if it's like i just said a minute ago the nervous system and and yeah they're good they're good chemicals um i don't know i'd like to see what the other guys think about this anyway that's just my little bit of input there. Mm, thank you richard mm. i i could go off off the back of that um so uh, what i see within the narrative i only speak from my own perspective I, I don't believe anything myself personally until i've physically experienced it myself so what I would say about self-regulation for myself in my own experience is I'd like to express to other people that the narrative is always changing. You're always on this seemingly uphill slope to self-improvement and self-change. You get to the top of the mountain as you're hiking and you guess, yes, I'm here. And then you see in the distance, another big mountain. So off we go again. <laughs> um, it seems to be an ever-evolving um, situation where you have the choice to either plant your flag at the top of that mountain that you've just conquered and say, "Look at look at me, I'm here, everyone," <laughs> or you can choose to uh, ascend again onto another journey. You can hold both places. It's not an individual thing. Um, to go on to the next level, to regulate yourself within the highest levels of truth, integrity, and uh, love of your self-development, regardless of whatever perception others may take. Because as soon as you start to take any kind of this journey, um, the perception from the outside back into uh, the person taking the journey is they're changing something's weird they're getting weird um, there will be a shift in in those 
consciousness of other people around you because of the terms of what we use in uh, language that's energy and frequency. You're shifting your vibration by helping yourself on a journey of yourself and you are energetically affecting the people around you as you're going. Um, whether they realize that consciously or not is, is not necessarily a thing you need to worry about. Life will just happen, but it's about the wanting to self-regulate towards truth and integrity. Mm, yeah, very, very powerful. Thank you for sharing, Craig. Anyone else? Alan, do you want to speak into this? Yeah, definitely. Thank you, everyone that shared so far. Thank you, Natalie. I think this is such a powerful conversation for everyone that listens. So I really, I love being here. So what I'd love to touch on is recognition. Recognition, because without being able to recognize what's happening in my life, then I, I'm just relating to like 2013 when I was just all areas of my life were just chaotic and I wasn't enjoying my life and I was hating myself and all these just seemingly dark things that were just there as catalysts for me to change. And I wasn't recognizing that. That was the scary part. I was just, I was just kind of like living. And uh, another reason why I say recognition is because that's where I made conscious choice. That's when I made the choice because I, was, I finally asked myself the question on the inside what the hell am I here to do? Because I'm not enjoying what I'm doing for my work. I'm not enjoying the relationship that I'm in. I'm not enjoying being that guy that rides a dirt bike and drives a fast car and has the Oakley sunglasses and all that sort of stuff. Because everything on the outside was apparently how I made myself feel better back then. But I knew deep down that it wasn't serving me. It, was, it always had an expiry date. And it just got to a point where it was just so... I was just waking up later and later and later to get to work and I would just hit the snooze button. I knew exactly what time I needed to be in the car to go and it was just getting later and later and later. And then I, just, I, would, I would literally be driving past my boss uh, to the work site and that just, that shook me and that really woke me up like, damn, like something's really not right. And that's what I mean, like finally recognizing that or another way of saying it is like, when does the pain get bad enough that I actually want to? the care factor to actually look at my life. And that for me, that's where I started my personal training journey because I, I looked at myself and at that time is when I asked myself the question, damn, Alan, what am I here to do? First, literally, when I asked myself the question on the inside, the first thing that came through, personal trainer. Okay, cool. So what did I do? I went into my mind and I just literally that, afternoon after work i looked up gyms in the area near my workplace i literally went there i rang them went there yes it was a bit scary however it was it was more than that it was like hang on a minute this is a little bit different i feel like i'm now creating my path forward and rather than kind of just um going in in uh or, or moving in a way that yeah i don't even i can't even really comprehend at this point in time why I had created my life to that point, I guess, in, in a large way, living unconsciously or just not living on purpose or not living in a way that I was making decisions for my greater good. I didn't even know what that meant back then. So Natalie, when you asked that question before about ownership, that hit me. I was like, damn, that's a great one because 
this is that's why this is a beautiful conversation because I wish that I was listening to something like this in 2013. And yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, recognition, the uh, the 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 recognition that you can absolutely ask yourself the question on the inside: What am I here to do? Uh, then from there, really self-assessing what uh, what that means for you and how that can really benefit the individual moving forward and whatever comes through, fully trusting that. And that's where my, I guess, regulation started very much in the, in the mental, physical area, but physiological, psychological response. I got stronger physically which then I started getting stronger mentally. And then I just, I then felt more courageous to dive into things deeper. So I guess where I'm going with that is, is um, potentially if somebody's listening and watching to this, where they are in that self-sabotage and not taking responsibility and potentially in effect and not, um, not aware that they're potentially hurting people around them. It's a brutal thing to say, but taking a look in the mirror and really asking, why am I doing this? And, and choosing to, create that space to understand if the individual chooses to, why am I doing this and how, why, why am I in, in, in my life? Why am I not making the decision that would benefit my life to make me and create a more positive feeling? So in effect, what I'm saying is why am I hurting myself? And that's mm -hmm. a question I couldn't answer for a long time. So it's again, that as Richard mentioned, that radical responsibility and everything that everyone shared here is just such a beautiful piece of the puzzle of what we're discussing because yeah, that recognition, that care factor, and just, it gives, it, it gave me, it gave me something. It gave me a direction, it gave me a focal point because I didn't have one. And well, I did. However, the materialistic items expired every single time. And to be quite honest, it just got very old, very fast. So I guess, on a deeper level, what I'm saying is I was searching for something that had more meaning. I was searching for something that gave me more of a feeling. Hilltop Hoods did a song called Chase That Feeling. I loved that song. I couldn't figure out why. Unconsciously, that's what I started doing. I started listening to my own intuition. I started listening to my own heart for the first time. Like it was so painful in my workplace that when I say painful, it's like I was just showing up in the shittest attitude every day. And I, I couldn't even like, I was just oblivious to it. And I couldn't work out why my boss was just like starting to get more and more and more grumpy. And that's what I mean. Like that catalyst was just like, how the, how the hell did I not see this in myself? And mm. yeah, it's, it's, I'm so grateful that whatever that be, uh, God, universe, high self, whatever that is, uh, I, I finally listened. So where I'm going with that is listening finally listening to myself, being a listener. And that was the catalyst. That was my catalyst. It was so painful in everything in my life, but in, in career specifically, all right, Alan, what are we here to do? I listened to myself for the first time and I, I, nobody taught me that. And that's, I guess, where role modeling is a very important thing in any area. It could be sport. It could be uh, like any kind of physical discipline. It could be spiritual. It could be mental, emotional, like whatever the male is, whatever that man is truly resonating with, 
I encourage you like you would not believe. Like, and as Dan mentioned as well, every man's different. You know how they how they perceive the world and all this sort of stuff. That's that's a beautiful thing because I'm not into soccer. I couldn't I I, don't, I couldn't care about soccer, but I care about say I care about spiritual growth and development and purpose and me and so yeah by all means yeah. whatever your whoever your role model is whoever is in your mind's eye right now even if you are watching or watching and or listening to this i support and encourage you with that 100 percent. so i just wanted to add that there mm, powerful very very powerful um conversation there thank you um for sharing that alan and i want to add because this is why our topic is about this today right the bold the brave, taking those bold steps, even if you're feeling the fear and still yeah. doing it, even when you are in that space of, I don't know which direction I'm meant to go here, but I'm just going to go in a direction because that's better than being in a cocoon of, um, you know, that space where it's a really dark space to be. And unfortunately, you know, we have lost some really good men and friends being in this really dark space and not being able to self-regulate, not being able to um, allow themselves that, that out or taking that step to be able to self-regulate and move into, I suppose, more love for themselves as well. You know, really opening the chambers of the heart and feeling and letting the, the stuff that's ready to come out flow through you. You can't, as a human being, you are, you are here to feel, to experience, to be in this life, all of you. And if you shut down, how do you move forward? And I feel this is, you know, one size definitely doesn't fit all. Oh, and this I is suppose. what society has made men to be, is like, you have to be this way to be in this world. It doesn't work like that anymore. Mm. Go for it, Dan. I was going to jump in and I thought you'd finish. Sorry. So I was going to say about self-regulating for me, it is almost that, um, it, the self-regulating is kind of the, the realization that I can change and I, I can, there's, there's people out there who can help me sort mm -hmm. my own stuff out and become a better yeah. man. And other men are helping me that and women are helping me be that, but the self-regulating is when, I'm not having to go externally to find it. It's actually, it's in me. I can do it, but I needed, and I didn't know half of this stuff. And so much of it was, is so simple. So the self-regulating is becoming somebody who can, I make, I can make my own life better and my own relationships with others better. And when you talk about the chambers of the heart, I kind of to summarize what I'm trying to share here is we can make our own lives so much better. And, and so one thing that happened this morning was my wife, Jenny was in the kitchen, obviously a bit busy and, and, and I was just getting a bit frustrated and the old me would have just said something mm -hmm. and my heart would have closed and just the self, the ability to self-regulate and, and stop and say nothing and mm -hmm. breathe a few breaths and move away. And and open my heart opened and I thought I I love my wife, I love her, mm, and yeah. I didn't actually need to do anything. I just had to love. Yeah. And I realised I was self-regulating this relationship, but I was like, I got this, we got this, and it kind of disappeared. There was nothing uh. needed to be done, and it was like, ah. Oh. 
Wow. Hey mm-hmm. guys, as talking here, as as Craig, Alan, as Dan, as you're all talking, I've just got books going through my mind. All the books I've read to to which reflect to each and every one of your what what you're all saying. It's just like oh, that's that book, that's that book, that's that book. You know, that's self-education. Even like being so responsible to to read and edu- like re-educate yourselves after school, eh? You know? Um, yeah, so I, I know that I just thought I'd share that with you guys. Yeah, get, you know, going to, um, what's the word? In, inner inquiry is great, right? But go and find the tools, go and read the books, listen to the podcast, take from it what you need and what you want, you know, because not everything, there's a lot of information out there and it can be overload of information. So take from it what is resonating with your soul, with your heart. And then I love that, you know, that you say to diffuse a situation because men have, I feel that men are can be quite reactive because of their wounding because they haven't done the inner work and faced their shadow so we come from a reactive wounded and victim state instead of an empowered state and then when we take a step back we take a breath allow you know those men and allow yourself to go well what is actually playing out here you know and then it just dissolves and you think oh well what did I worry about um and it is being in that heart space, thinking with the and not being in competition with each other constantly, but allowing each other space to be and, and, um, and create the space for you to see what is actually playing out in front of you. So it's so important. Thanks, Richard, for sharing that. Perhaps you can share some of the, the book titles that's coming up for you in, in the comments later as well. That would be really helpful. From there, I was going to back up like, well, you know, 20 years ago, what did we have, guys? We uh, literally, I only, there was one disc that I was given because there was no YouTube, there was nothing. And someone's like, listen to this. And it was like, this Tony Robbins guy. That's literally, you know, there was nothing, you know, Commodore 64 and that was it. And uh, so I, I played this disc and it literally changed my life. Like I was just, I would sit at work and listen to every, I bought all all of his courses completely. And that's literally why I left UK was was listening to Tony Robbins, having a mentor, having someone who, who helped me believe in myself. You know, some people might look at him now and think he's rah-rah, but that guy really was changed, you know, millions of lives. And I get a bit frustrated. There's so much information out there for people now. They must be, it must be so frustrating. Like, what do I choose? And I'm trying this and they go on little fads, little, you know, they have little challenges, but there's no, there's no uh, foundation for what they're doing, is there? And, I, and that's why I think these men's groups that we're creating, us guys here right now, is creating a place they can go to, people they can trust. Oh, this is working because Alan, Dan and Craig have actually got some some kind of consistency in their happiness, you know, their, in their foundations, and they seem grounded and, oh, I, I want to do what they're doing, you know, because these are real men doing the real work, you know. So, yeah, I feel a bit frustrated for all the information that's out there and people just flick onto these YouTubes and and fads and stuff but that's why i'm really passionate what i'm so frustrated about now i don't know about you guys but man i wish we could put adverts on the tv i never watch tv myself but on the radio like um i think the nearest thing i can get to is my next vehicle is gonna have like signage all over it like it's the only way how else can we get it out there that, that we're creating this this platform for men you know and it's not like uh in a way that we need certification or um you know qualifications in a way we, we don't need qualifications to take men away for a weekend 
to change their state, to jump in some cold water, to, to take through some basic breath work. It, it's actually life experience is all we need to take men away to show them a, a, a state change, eh? to give them a different avenue. I, there's a lot of shiny certifications floating around at the minute. It's quite worrying for people like 20 years old with a certificate and they're trying to like teach men who've got kids and families how to live a life and they've not even got kids themselves. And it's quite, mm -hmm. yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, we are our greatest teachers from our experience that we can teach from our experiences. And each of you, you know, like I wrote on the, my post, each of you have walked through your inner fires to be able to do what you are doing right now. And it is really, you know, life experience cannot be cultivated or brought together in a weekend course. It just can't happen. But what it can do, it can be the catalyst for change for you. It can be the thing that plants the golden seeds of light that is helping you unearth what it is that you are here to do. And I feel that it is so important for us, especially um, not to create a community that chases the high constantly. And there's a lot of that going on. You know, we're not here to chase the high constantly. We're not here to go to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing to fix, fix us, right? It's about creating supportive groups and spaces where men can come back to the truth of who they are. Who, are, who am I? What am I here to do? You know, how can I be the difference or be the change that I want to see in this world? And so, you know, and it comes back to basic, simplifying, Dan, you said the word so beautifully, simplifying your life, right? Coming back to teaching men basic skills, right? You're not alone. Just keep, keep going and finding that sweet spot between the high lows. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll definitely have a talk around um, relationships and divine union and that kind of stuff as well, because I think it's important for men to understand the different energetics that is happening and that's playing out in terms of relationships now, right? Or how we've moved in the last 10 years, especially, and how we can have incredibly beautiful, lovely, pleasurable, amazing relationships, you know, when we truly have a relationship with ourselves. And that's important. Mm. Dan, what's your oh, golden nuggets? I'm scratching my nose there. I wasn't putting my hand up. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, my, my golden nugget would be um, is reach out, reach out to other men. It's similar to what Richard said, but it's really to reach out and realize that there are men doing the work in many, many places. And you kind of don't know until you go looking. It's like you might not think there's a, you know, a, a bowling alley near you, but there actually is. But until you actually start putting the feelers out, you won't find it. But once you tap into the other men who are doing the work, it's such a life changer because I just I can only speak from experience, but having met groups of good men and stood with good men and gone, this is just this is like so different from the other groups of men I've grown up with, whether it was in a church or my soccer team where I still play soccer or whether it's just mates from school. When you find men who are, who are doing the work and you can become stronger and more vulnerable and, and 
yeah, it, it's a life changer, especially in that area of relationship with yourself and with another person. So reach out, guys, and chat to Natalie or chat to one of us guys because we'll be able to point you in in the in the right direction. But there's men's groups out there, and um, you can't do it alone. So that's the golden mm. nugget. You don't have to do it alone. That's the thing. We we are co-creating now, right? We we don't have to feel like we have to be strong enough in any way or form. And for women that's listening to this as well, you know, you don't have to be or show up as I'm strong. I don't need anybody anymore. Reach out. Okay. There's there's many different opportunities out there for transformation, for connection, for expansion, for for healing that is available right now to people. And it is such a beautiful beautiful time to be alive um, because of this. Mm. Craig, anything else from you? Uh, yeah, of course, lots and lots. Uh, <laughs> like, like the other talkers, I could go on for hours and hours and hours. Uh, we're only just scraping over, over the surface of things, unfortunately, but yeah. uh, we all got to start somewhere. And I would like to say no one person out there, no matter how good they are, has all the information for anyone, any one soul. It's like a, a, a buffet of um, spiritual golden nuggets. Um, so it's up to you to take your plate to the buffet and take a little bit of this, a little bit of that, see what resonates, um, see what fits. Um, and the only way to do that is to just uh, do your, your little inner searching of, of what you think resonates with you at a time. Um, what we'll discover along the journey is there, there are um, things that like fit your soul instantly. It's like, oh, yes, I just needed to know that. And uh, the tricky one that you, you'll probably experience is there are things that trigger you. Um, there are things, and that's the tricky bit. Something that triggers you might be a, a lesson to learn um, within your own self-development and growth. Uh, something that triggers you could be something that just absolutely doesn't resonate. And so you have to sort of put your feelers into what, what that's about. Um, so if you don't mind, I'll do my shameless self-plug. <laughs> um, I have a book coming called Alchemy of the Soul's Journey. It's my own book. Um, we go into things like that. And um, I just want to share that experience of myself coming through from an atheist perspective, coming into agnostic uh, and then recognizing that there is God spirit um, and becoming um, spiritual. So mine's a physical approach. That's a, um, a construct or, or a framework that people can use to jump on their journey. And having come in such a long way, the answer to anyone's little self-development and growth is, is actually really simple. You don't, you don't need to complicate it at all. Um, just go in search of the things that resonate for you. Yeah, totally. And that is true. We come from various different backgrounds, ethnicities. We come from cult different cultures, you know, um, upbringings, whatever it is. And why are we trying to fit into a box? Why are we trying to be a one size fits all? 
if we can live life more fully through expression of ourself in every different way and form, right? And um, and I feel like each and every single of our experiences have brought us to where we are today. And it's about honoring those teachers, honoring those people that have been in your life. I always, and I wrote something about it this morning, you're, the most difficult teachers are your greatest teachers, right? Because they always help you. And yeah, there is this, this beautiful space to come into or to be in when you truly get it, like Eileen said, when it lands for you, right? When you, when it, it's like that light bulb moment that comes on and you go, oh my gosh, okay, I've been on this incredible journey. Yes, I've been an atheist. Look where I am now. And it's about celebrating yourself now in this moment and taking everything that you have learned, everything that you've experienced and bringing it together. And perhaps you want to be a dad, you want to be a mum, you want to be a grandmother, you know, you want to bake a cake, whatever it is, however you express yourself, it's okay. Don't let anyone tell you any different. It's what you choose. And it's how you empower yourself through that space. Mm. Right. Well, I had another question. If you want to carry on for a couple more minutes, I kind of want to feel like I want to ask this question because it's a question around trust. And then we'll wrap it up, guys, if that's OK. Um, yeah, I'm going at the, um, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, how can men trust themselves more and speak more freely about what's going on for them? OK. And maybe we can just get one or two of you to comment on this, but how can men trust themselves more and speak more freely about what's going on for them? So perhaps sharing, you know, I can share your links um, of your websites and things like that. And obviously your platforms that you have, but just a couple of words around this. How can men trust themselves more and sp speak more freely about what is happening for them? Yeah, I could I could start with a, an example of I've given my uh, twelve year old twin girls because um, it's the same for everyone. Um, one of them was struggling with um, the idea of popularity and what what it you know how can I become more popular? And mm. I just simply said just just be who you are. The, the universe and everything aligns to the frequency that you, I didn't express it like this. You talk to them on their level, but the universe aligns to who you are. So in just simply being or, or starting one more step in becoming the person who you are on the inside, who you feel you are right now, that's all you need to do. Mm, great, thank you. Richard, do you wanna share something before you go? And another dog joined me on a dog park. <laughs> um, all that comes to me, all that comes to me, wow, it's beautiful. Hey, look at this. There's no more joy than that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Just, just using that breath to listen what, to what your own answers, to what, you know, what comes up from the inside, taking five minutes out and breathing and listening and yeah six seconds in six seconds out that's all i that's all that my greatest simplest process that i use and like dan said earlier about replying to my part i'll breathe in for six seconds out for six seconds they'll be like oh 
and just yeah kind of let it go that's just mm. simple i use yeah great thank you ellen yeah that was that was a great question i definitely and the challenge of that i definitely that was definitely me you know trust and certainty and those things those sorts of things and something that i i would i would love to share is Give yourself credit for an area of your life where you're already doing it. Because you can't, you can't be living right now if you're not doing it somewhere to a degree. It might be like the smallest percentage in that individual's life, but that's okay. Um, <clears throat> honing in on that and recognizing that where you already are trusting yourself and choosing to see that and focus on that because what we focus on expands so focus on that and feel that it's a beautiful opportunity to feel into that keyword being feel so um, focusing on that therefore expanding noticing the location in my body of where that is then from there breathe into that from there even close your eyes over notice that feeling keep exercising that like going to the gym keep building that bicep do that daily, weekly, moment by moment, or however long that individual wants to do it for. And then with the area of life that they're therefore wanting to move forward in, tap into that and keep building that. Um, yeah, that would be my share on that in relation to trust for sure. Yeah, great share. Thank you, Alan. Dan, anything from you? Yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to what some of the other guys have touched on. The one word would be, um to get curious, that's two words, but curious. So uh, my wife has a saying, which is the body never lies, as in what you're feeling is what your body is feeling, you're feeling that it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just that's what's going on in your body. So if you're around somebody and they're giving you a headache, trust that trust mm. that if you hang around a group of people or a person and after half an hour, an hour, you just walk away feeling really drained and tired. Well, trust that in your body that there's something there and get curious about that. And, and likewise, you may just enjoy somebody else's company or there may be somebody who really pisses you off. Get curious about why it may be something that's they're doing or it may be something that you need to look at yourself. But curious mm. is a and then you can start to trust what's going on and what you you know, you learn to trust your body as Alan um, talked about and Richard and Craig. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you, Dan. Yes, I love that word, curiosity. <laughs> it um, brings the inner child out, right? So that we can have more joy and experience more fun in life and um, be in this world as human beings. So thank you so much to each and every single one of you. It's been an incredible conversation and I'm so happy to have you on here. And um, I know that some of you are coming back tomorrow, but there is obviously an opportunity to have further discussions around relationships and definitely celebrating our men. You know, women that's listening to this talk, celebrate your men, accept them for where they're at, you know, give them big hugs and, and allow them to be the person that they can be or that they want to be. And um, yeah, just, I, I feel like the key thing here is acceptance for every single person in their journey right now. That's the most important thing and for yourself, obviously. So thank you guys. I so appreciate your wisdom and your golden nuggets and your stories. And until we speak again, I'll see you very soon.